Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Mission Show, where we are breaking all the rules when it comes to making money online. I'm your host, Mia Francis Poulin, owner and copywriter-in-chief at The Copy House, a boutique copywriting agency for mission-focused businesses who want to market their business authentically, ethically, and profitably. The Money, Marketing, and Mission Show is here to help amplify the voices of business owners who are out here doing big things, those who are breaking barriers for marginalized communities, redefining time freedom, and generally getting in good trouble to make our society a better place, and making money while they do so. So if you're up for an awesome conversation, deep talk, and a good time talking about money, how we do business, and how we do good, then settle in for a listen. Hello world. First off, if you're listening to this episode, please be aware as you go into it that I'm going to talk about all kinds of mental health related topics, including anxiety, including uh, suicide, including depression. So if you are sensitive to those topics, maybe skip this one. Happy May, y'all. It is the month of May. We are almost halfway through the year 2022. And I don't know about you, but I still struggle with putting 2022 on documents more than I usually do when switching to a new year. Uh, usually about February, I get into the the groove of, yeah, it's the new year. But I don't know. I think physically and mentally and emotionally, I'm still stuck in 2019. So if you are with me here, let me know that I'm not alone. But I wanted to come on here because this episode is actually one that I have had planned for quite a while. So it is a jam-packed episode, but it's an important one. So the month of May is actually Mental Health Awareness Month, in addition to being uh, quite a few other notable months, notable months, a notable month for many other causes. (laughs) Um, Words, they're hard. But I, in particular, wanted to talk about mental health as it relates to entrepreneurship and my actual experience with it. So here's what I want you to to know. So in a recent Forbes article, and they've cited the National Institute Institute of Mental Health, 72% of entrepreneurs are directly or indirectly affected by mental health issues compared to just 48% of non-entrepreneurs. 49% of entrepreneurs deal with mental health issues directly, while only 32% of others experience them. Similarly, 23% of entrepreneurs have family members who face these issues, compared to just 16% of others with family members who face the same types of issues. And we need to talk about this, you know, we need to talk about this. And I'm talking about it because I am one of the 72%. I am the anxious entrepreneur. And despite dancing at house parties, hopping on live semi-regularly, hosting our podcast, the one you're listening to now, running the upcoming Money Marketing and Mission Summit, and seeming like the brightest light I can be on social media, I am clinically diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder with um, major depressive features. So Many business folks would tell me not to be so open with something like this because admitting it publicly makes me seem weak, unreliable, unstable, all of the negative things. And 
you pile on to this the fact that I'm a woman, I'm a mom, I'm black, I'm Southern, to admit something like this would give people ammunition to discredit me and discredit the work that I've been able to do. But I'm talking about this because entrepreneurship so often is a haven for people who think differently, who operate differently, and yet it is so antithetical to mental mental health and wellness. And maybe if we talk about the actual biological issues that challenge us in activities of daily living as real, live, breathing, feeling, emotional human beings, we can create more supportive structures for us to succeed just as we are, as ourselves. And not just in business, but in life as well. So for me (laughs) to be a functioning, thriving business owner, there's a lot of things I must do. I attend therapy weekly, which I've been doing for the last 10 years. I have to actually use the tools to keep my, (laughs) that I learn in therapy to keep my panic or my mood stable and at bay. I, I take my bad thought blockers. I get regular sunshine. And when I can't, my sun lamp is my savior, my savior. I talk to my friends and my family who aren't business people. I am in a circle of other people who are sensitive and ambitious and who get it. I have lots of hugs. <laughs> I meditate. I buy and light candles, way too many of them. And I read affirmations daily, multiple times a day. I eat foods that I love that are replenishing to me and even some that are questionably replenishing. I eat crawfish, my favorite <laughs> my favorite food group. I drink water. I pay attention to my sleep. I infuse gratitude in my daily self-care practice. And I challenge the negative self-talk that's still present from time to time. And I give myself a heaping of grace every single day, multiple times a day. I've been an entrepreneur for the last four years and not despite, but with mental health challenges, I've built and pivoted a multi six-figure business from zero capital support with a lot of grit, a lot of hope, a lot of faith. And I did it while managing my mental health challenges, which this is something that less less than 15% of Black women entrepreneurs ever achieve in business. So I want to share with you four keys, I believe there are four of them, that I've been able to determine that have been absolutely pivotal for me as the anxious entrepreneur. So point number one is that we need people. Humans are not meant to exist in isolation, and the pandemic has proven that we can exist for a time But virtual connection is no replacement for the tactile feel of being around other human beings. I mean, there's all kinds of studies about this, right? There's there's that famous study where they took a baby and separated it from birth and put it in a room by itself and it died, right? Even though it was getting food and light and all these things because we need people. We need physical touch. We need to be in the energy of other people. And that is not a failing. That is not something that we can hack our way out of. It is part of being a human. Right. And the metaverse isn't a replacement for actual live human interaction, no matter how cool it seems. Right. So that's just my soapbox for the minute. Right. But the other thing is that when seeking your people, knowing the difference between coaching and mental health therapy is critical. 
there are things that coaches cannot, should not, and will not address when it comes to mental health challenges. And ethically, coaches are not granted the ability to address or treat any medical or mental health issue. So for me, the best combination of support of people, of my peopling, has been therapy, which I have my therapist, and coaching. My energetic coach, Kaz Gaddis, she is an ICF certified professional coach specializing in core energy self-leadership. She will also be at the Money Marketing and Mission Summit, just a side note. And through my work with her and within her momentous mastermind, I've dug deeper into my spiritual journey and learned ways to synthesize my work with my actual humanity. And this work has been just as instrumental in keeping me emotionally and spiritually well in conjunction with the mental health resources I've leveraged over the years. Point number two is that we need access to support. So one of the most challenging things about my mental health journey, especially over the last 10 years, has been figuring out the right balance of resources to help me get and stay well. For me, that's looked like weekly therapy sessions with my longtime mental health professional, which sometimes when I'm good, we go down to every other week or I go a few a few weeks or a couple of months between check-ins. But by and large, every week or every other week, I'm talking with this lady. It's also been with medicine for me. Hello, Celexa. <laughs> and lots and lots of trial and error there. And also a specific treatment called TMS or transcranial magnetic stimulation. Now, this is not a recommendation. This is not a, an affiliate or an endorsement or anything like that. But for me, after much trial and, and, and error and, and uh, the process of figuring out the right medis medicines and therapeutic approaches, I decided to try something called transcranial magnetic stimulation. And it looks crazy, like picture um, a less scary version of a clockwork orange. <laughs> not nearly that dramatic. Um, but they strap this thing to your head and it's a non-invasive procedure over a course of several sessions that uses magnetic fields to stimulate the nerve cells in the brain to improve symptoms of depression, anxiety, OCD, um, all kinds of, of mental health challenges. And for me, that particular treatment took me from saying that I will always be anxious, I will always have anxiety, I will always deal with panic, to being not feeling that way at all, to knowing that I'm cool and feeling cool, like I'm feeling like I can handle anything that comes my way. And that has been such a gift. That said, the reality is that I know that I am incredibly privileged to have access to the medical resources that I've used to con and continue to use over the past several years. And I know from firsthand experience how cumbersome and efficient and inaccessible mental health support is to get in America, especially if you are in crisis, especially if you are in crisis. And so while I have said that the thing that's easy to say, which is everyone should go to therapy, <laughs> which sounds like a great idea, right? The reality is long wait lists, geographic isolation, and financial burdens are some of the very real barriers to access. And I don't have all the answers to this systemic problem, but I'm working towards enacting policy change at the levels I can reach. And for more support if you're seeking this, I've used and I've recommended an, an organization called Open Path Collective. You can search them online and I'll have the link down in the show notes. 
but I've used them to find mental health practitioners in your local area who offer in-person or virtual or some combination they're in support sessions for low or no costs in many cases. So they're a great organization. Check them out. The next point is to create your own system. So here's some real talk right now. About 24 months ago, at the kickoff of the pandemic, I was in a bad way. I mean, a really bad way. (laughs) My business was booming in 2020 because everyone suddenly realized that they needed to be online and they needed words to get the job done. But while I was making some of the most money ever, I was mentally in the worst anxiety space ever. The constant fear for my son's life, like he is, he's medically complex and is not a good candidate for managing COVID without any issues. In fact, in 2019, in December, he actually coded in the hospital from the flu. And I had worries about the future. If I would survive, if I got sick, what would happen to my husband's job? You know, he works in the airline industry if they shut down completely. It was a spiral of fear every single waking moment. And I was awake a lot. I was not sleeping. (laughs) So my body and my brain broke down. I mean, could you imagine living with that level of heightened cortisol? I mean, I'm sure you can. We all live through the pandemic together. But living with that heightened level of flight or fight, cortisol, living and fighting an invisible thing, like you can't see the virus, right? Just all you can feel is that it's, it's always around you and it's just seconds away from getting you and taking everything away. So... While there was this energetic, big leap style upper limiting that I'd done that resulted in me really, really messing up big time on some really great client experiences, there was this other part that was the mental health aspect in which I was so hypervigilant, so anxious, and unable to function as a human that I was a complete agoraphobe. My compulsions were out of control. And I really believed that the only way to not feel like that was if I didn't ever wake up again. That was a really, really dark time in my life. And I don't talk about it often outside of the circles of, of you know, intimate containers, but I feel like we need to talk about what this has been like, the collective trauma that so many of us have gone through and how the pandemic compounds for many people the emotional and the mental challenges of just getting through the day-to-day. And for me, thankfully, I was able to double down on all of my resources. I had the self-awareness of having gone through this cycle and maybe not as heightened of a sense, but having gone through this enough to know what the next step needed to be. And I had the people around me who could see what I was going through And with my husband and my therapist and my doctors, I was able to recover and to get well. But what that meant in my business was that I needed to figure out ways to keep my business supported in tandem with me having to take a step back to take care of myself. I needed to create a business that fully supported me 
versus me having to always feed and support it. And so behind that, I'd made some changes. I created the subscription model, which allows me to leverage people, writers, talented, talented people who I have trained in my methodology, in my framework of copywriting so that the work can always be done. I've activated people in the, in the internal team to be able to communicate with clients when I can't because my number one go-to anxiety trigger, sorry to say it, it's my email. <laughs> it's my email. And it's, it's, I don't know why it's so, it's so difficult for me, but I have people who check my inbox and I have people who maintain our Slack communication. So that way, if I'm having a bad time, if I'm having a challenging time, if I need to do what I need to do to take care of myself, there's other people around me and other systems around me, my technology, to help keep the business afloat so that even if I have to stop and pause and rest and be and breathe, the business can still move on. So create your own systems that are supportive of who you are, what you're dealing with, what your challenges are, and allow you to still accomplish your goals. The last point is, is that we need to rewrite the status quo. So it's not about we need to be all love and light and ease and, and, and just lay on the floor and millions will come to you. And it's not all about hustling until your fingers bleed. <laughs> and never sleeping. Sleep is for the weak. Sleep is for the dead. No, not much good is found in the extremes. Craft your individual plan to be as healthy as you can be. And together, if we stand in the space of we are complex human beings with complex needs and that there are no perfect people in entrepreneurship who don't have any type of challenges, any type of external human-based challenges, then that is how we will be able to come up with and support actual healthy structures and ways of operating businesses that support humans, not just within the business owners, but all the way across to the individual contributors who make business run. The last thing I want to say is that if you are in pain, if you are feeling unwell, I can't offer you the solutions to that. But know that mental health challenges are not a moral failing. It's the result of chemical imbalances and the uptake and all of those things of synapses of all kinds of neurotransmitters that are simply out of whack right now. It's a biological thing. And it's just as biological as if you had diabetes or high blood pressure. And having mental health challenges does not mean that you're not meant for entrepreneurship. Because you get to decide how you show up or don't in this space. The perfection's a lie. All right, that's what I got for you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to talk in, out any of these things, again, I am not a counselor. I'm not a mental health professional, but I am an open ear. So if this resonated with you, if this is something that 
you want to want to see more people talking about, I want to hear from you. Send us an email at hello at thecopyhouse.com. I read all of the emails and let's have a conversation. But I am, as always, cheering you on. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Money Marketing Admission Show. If you liked this show, please do me a favor and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review. It really helps our show get found and into the ears of the right listeners. And it would mean the world to me to know that you got value from the discussion here. So, uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, we're at The Copy House. Remember, that's H-A-U-S on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and and LinkedIn, and you can learn more about the Copy House and how we do copy differently by visiting www.thecopyhouse.com. And remember, that's house, H-A-U-S. Catch you later.